This is Hearts of Oak Podcast. Free speech, religious disagreement, children's rights, and open and free discussion on any topic are bedrock to a democratic free society, and we seek to promote and champion these basic rights. Join us. Let's keep the conversation going. Hello, Hearts of Oak, and welcome to another interview coming up in a moment with Lisa Dunnington. She is co-founder of PHA, People's Health Alliance, and we've had Catherine been on before, who is the other founder. But Lisa joined us to discuss my medical choice, and this is something that has been set up to make sure your medical wishes are respected and they are down on file. Many of us no longer trust our health system, our NHS. Many people are afraid to even go and see their doctor because they don't know what will happen there. And this, as Lisa says, provides the ultimate insurance policy. It provides an emergency medical alert system whereby if you're in an accident, an emergency, your wishes are already down there and they must be followed, and also the safe blood system. It is wonderful to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm honoured to be here. Not at all. It's, uh, we're doing this uh, probably a few days before, um, and obviously Lisa, co-founder of PHA, People's Health Alliance, and that's the website there, the hyphen pha.org. Uh, and she's a chartered accountant by profession. And we're going to get into my medical choice. But before we do that, uh, Lisa, could I ask you to take a moment and introduce yourself? And then what kind of led you up to the point of deciding that something like PHA was needed? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it's funny, isn't it? You look back on the last three and a half years and go, blimey, <laughs> did that all really happen? You know, and uh, in, some, in some respects, it's gone so fast. But then in others, I kind of have to keep going, okay, was that 20 or 21? And, you know, so it's been quite the journey for us all, hasn't it? Um I um, am, as you say, uh, by trade, I'm a chartered accountant. I've had a long a career, corporate career, um, uh, which has taken me around the world and, you know, seen lots of things, and but all very corporate. Um, so quite a contrast to where I'm at now. So the um, I, a little bit of background on my mental health, which was um, affected um after I had my second child, my son, who's now nearly 18. Um, but I was diagnosed with postnatal depression at that point. So um, I ended up on uh, antidepressants for 13 years. Um, so I know we're going to touch on mental health later, but it, 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 it really opened up my eyes when I stumbled across CBD um, probably about five years ago and managed to um, understand the benefits that it gave me and I weaned myself off the antidepressants it's only then that you kind of look back and go whoa they just dumbed me down for 13 years you know I was trying to get through raising two young children etc um, and that was one of the coping mechanisms and the only one that was presented to me by my doctor so that this is the relevance really to the how I've ended up where I am, I guess. So that was my the start of my awakening because, and it really was an awakening from being dumbed down. Um, I think I'd always been, prior to that, quite spiritual, but I kind of lost that and 
did all the other stuff that raising the children, etc. So then uh, woke up again, and that just led as soon as the um, pandemic hit. Mm. Day one, no, sorry, I'm not buying any of that. We were actually in um, Australia in the at the Christmas New Year of 2019, wow. so it was already over there. Then, well, we had the, the crazy forest fires in Sydney that were going on. I'm glad um, you got back. I know. Can you imagine? Oh my god! <laughs> Imagine a worse place in the world to be. But you know, the rumblings had already started over that side of the world, and I'm thinking. No, nah, I'm not having any of that. <laughs> That's nonsense. Got home and then obviously by March 2020 it had really um come to fruition here, but but never bought into it from day one. So my focus from that point on was my children. <laughs> I've got two young I've got two children still in school. Um and I just knew I had to protect them and, and all our children. It's always been about the kids for me. So I was joining different groups, um, you know, I was helping to send letters out to schools and doctor's surgeries and, you know, about masks and all that kind of stuff. We went through it all, didn't we? So that that was my way of, I guess, coping, which with what I could see was so clearly, uh, you know, something that had been created uh, for a different purpose. So, um, yeah, I just had to cope with it that way and try and help my children as best as I could. By doing that and doing different, uh, joining different groups, I eventually, um, probably in, I think it was December 21, came across Amanda and Catherine. And we all shared the same vision. Um, we knew that the NHS was clearly failing um, and we needed to do something about it, especially as they were now talking about, you know, mandating certain things for for NHS staff and they were leaving in their droves and it just became such an issue didn't it that, that we could see what was coming so uh, a few of us got together uh, we all had the same vision and we wanted to create that backup to the failing NHS and also to bring it back to community we need to bring things back to community decentralize and um, just you know give people uh, their power back. It was about that. It was about educating people, um, giving them the power back, um, and, and giving them a fully integrated, uh, integrative approach to healthcare. Um, so holistic and allopathic. Um, so that's how we launched, and we launched in April twenty two. So it's all, it's coming up to eighteen months, I guess, uh, or it's fifteen, sixteen months now. And you know, it's just been incredible. Um, sorry, I'm going on a bit, aren't I? So that's how I ended up doing <laughs> how I ended up being involved in the People's Health Alliance. And yeah, because a lot of people, I guess, and I, I get you the whole thing with uh, with kids, uh, my two boys, and I'm thinking, well, how do they grow up? It's one thing if you're kind of alone doing your own thing, but you've got responsibilities, and you think, uh, how does this affect them? But yeah. I guess many people, certainly when I had conversations, say something needs to be done on many areas, and uh, many people thought something should be done. Very few people actually do something. Uh, and what the PHA, it's something that's so needed, um, especially with the absolute mistrust of our government, our health system, mm. our our food system, or everything. Um, 
and I kind of was concerned that nothing would happen in the UK, that it would be the Americans that would have the money and the, the drive to start something, and poor us in Blighty would be left behind. But what you built is is essential and important. So I mean, just, again, we've had Catherine on before, uh, Tom, by the PHA, but remind people what the PHA is, and then we'll jump on to and talk about my medical choice. Yeah, so... So the People's Health Alliance, it, our vision was um, to, as I say, bring bring a, an integrative healthcare service um, at community level and empower people to take that responsibility for their healthcare decisions. And that's the thing. People have given away their power. And my medical choice is very similar. It's to educate. So what we do is we educate, we facilitate, and we collaborate with other great um, grassroots movements that do wonderful things so it's about empowering the individual to decide okay I, I, if I go to my doctor he's going to tell me to take this and then I'll take something else for the side effects of that and before you know it you're on a whole cocktail of pharmaceuticals so this just gives different options and, and we do in, in terms of education we have workshops we bring together different practitioners who may have a different um, view on a, a, a malady but we bring everybody together to discuss different options and then people can choose and whatever resonates with them they can then look into in more detail but you know it's making people aware that they do have choices and they do have rights people don't understand their medical rights you know bodily autonomy so that's why we're so aligned with my medical choice and you know you're right this there's all there's all different um areas to this because it is all about community if we don't do it at a community level we can't we can't make it happen it needs to decentralize but we are now becoming the people's alliance so um six months after the people's health alliance we launched the people's food and farming alliance Next, we're looking at education. Um, you know, it's it's the whole package, everything that that uh, community needs. But we need to give it back to people to to return the power back to the communities, um, so that they can address the needs of the people in their community. Because we don't know, we can provide platforms, we can provide um, blueprints, etc., to help people get started. But I think, you know, you're right. People have, have, have wanted to do this for a long time. And that became so clear when Catherine did the first interview in June 22, I think it was, just three months after we launched with pa Pam Gregory. That went uh, overnight. PHA just became an international thing. And it was like it literally just exploded. So we now have PHA in six different continents you know and and things are really driving forward in australia new zealand um we're, we're really getting going in the us but what surprised us with the us and you mentioned that you know you thought they'd be driving this we struggle because i think that the mentality is of the mentality there is to hold on to things no that's mine i came up with that you know whereas what we do is we share everything freely it's you know, our strap line for the people, by the people, it, and it truly is. But after that Pam Gregory um, interview, we got so many emails. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people all around the world saying, this is something I've wanted to do for 20 years. You know, I've seen that this is what we need. Thank you for making it happen. And that's what happens. We've not done anything. 
we've just started that ball rolling and and brought people together and um it's working fantastically and people really are taking uh responsibility now so yeah it's exciting let's go on to my medical choice um there is the website and i guess for me it took maybe six weeks or so to waken up uh whenever it all first happened uh, there was a, a level, and I think most Brits have a, a level of trust in our institutions. I mean, talk to someone who's been through communism is very different, but actually mm. general trust in our institutions, uh, that has disappeared. Um, the last thing any of us want to do is go to your doctor. So tell us why my medical choice is needed. Kind of what gap does it fill? Um. Do you know, for me, I actually found my medical choice pretty much as soon as they launched. It was around October 21. And for me, it was just the ultimate insurance policy because it gave me so much peace of mind. I mean, I didn't sleep much and I don't think many of us did (laughs) that were aware um, because of my children. And, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen if something should, you know, we're in an accident or whatever. So when this came along, I just thought, this is it. This is the ultimate um, insurance policy. And we've now partnered with My Medical Choice. Um, and together, we've taken it from where it was when it launched to really, it's the all singing, all dancing, best protection, I believe, that you can give to you and your loved ones. So it basically, um, you know, it, it enables you to protect your bodily autonomy. And it gives you it, it gives you the tools and the education to understand what your rights are, you know, in terms of dealing with the NHS, etc. So there's there's really two parts to it. There's the emergency situation. I'm in a car crash. Um, I can't speak for myself. They're going to take me into the hospital and do God knows what, which is what we all fear, isn't it? Um, so what this does is it gives you a number of tools. First of all, you've got physical tools. You'll see here that you know, we can see each other. I'm wearing this uh, medical alert tag. Um, it gives you a template where you can set up an advanced decision notice, which is like a living will, if you like. Um, and in that you can say, I don't want any blood transfusions, um, etc. No uh vaccinations of any kind you can specify exactly what your choices are and what you do not what you refuse to accept um so those are and and also we've just um we've just created this card which goes in your wallet so it's a no blood card and it has all your details so that uh, first responders uh, A&E staff can quickly access it so it's on your medical alert tag it's on the card in your wallet you can put a folded down copy of the advanced decision notice in your wallet also. And we've just got a screensaver as well for your phone. So if the worst happens, you can't speak for yourself, then first responders or A&E staff are going to see one of those things because they are trained uh, and directed to always look for these things anyway. Um, so those are the, 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 the physical tools, if you like. Um, And then once you join, you can set up your own medical profile. So everything can go in there. What medications you are on, what conditions do you have? Have you had any um, previous surgeries that might impact any treatment you're given? Allergies, uh, intolerances, etc. 
uh, all of those things that will be useful to medical staff. The great thing about this, though, is as soon as um, an A&E uh, or first responder accesses your um, your profile on My Medical Choice, it sends um, an SMS alert to your emergency contact. So straight away, you're designated and you can have up to two. It may be an ex of kin. It may be um, an attorney that you've appointed for your lasting power of attorney. They understand your wishes and they can then take over and speak for you because you can't um so from an emergency point of view i just think it's absolutely amazing and such huge peace of mind for you um also not just in an emergency situation if you have um if you've got to go and see a consultant and elect to have uh, treatment for whatever reason uh, there's a really great package which provides you with lots of information to know your rights and also guides you in how to direct that consultation meeting. Um, you know, because it, it must be quite daunting for people, especially people like us that um, are aware um, of, of the, the pit, pitfalls, if you like. Um, so, you know, it, it really empowers the individual to go armed with lots of knowledge. There's also... Um, it can help you research alternatives to the procedures that they're going to be offering you, knowing your rights, because they like to keep these things quiet, that there are alternatives to blood. There are bloodless surgeries, for example. Um, so it's just empowering you to know what your rights are. Go along, take some guidance in terms of how to deal with it. And if it goes wrong, we also have uh, can recommend... Um, advocacy services to help you along um so that's really that side of it the other part which i think can, can i ask you in, in the case before going on to the blood system um in regards to an emergency i think most of uh, most people living in the uk will think well the nhs is automatic and that's where you go and you do whatever happens and you you pass yourself over into the hands of some strangers you've never come across before but because they've done a tiktok dance they must be good um so i mean explain that because that kind of legal side that right that the individual has because i think most of the public don't really think they have any choice or rights no, of course they, but they do, um, and and that's it, isn't it? It's all about knowing your rights. So it does. It provides court-approved documents, your advance decision notice, and you can. It also gives you a letter, that, a template letter that you can send your ADN to your GP surgery, so they know exactly what that is. Um, on top of that, ADN, you've got your lasting power of attorney. Again, a court-approved document. So this must be adhered to. I'm not saying it always will be because we know that people do things that they shouldn't do. But for me, that's the best protection you can have because you've got legal protection. You're also very well educated now in your rights because it's it's all given to you by medical, my medical choice. Um, and, and I think that's the best thing you can do. Um, it's also empowering to be able to talk to a consultant and let them know that you know your rights probably better than they do to be honest so it's all about educating yourself isn't it because you are protected if you know how to use it and, and it's within the system because i think 
many of us thought, goodness, we're going to have to build a whole health system. How do we do that? But this is about protecting you, giving you rights within the system. Yeah, absolutely. It's how to navigate the system safely and to protect yourself. And that like that leads on very nicely, I think, to the safe blood system. It's a safe blood protection system. And I think when people first look at my medical choice, they think, oh, brilliant, we've got an unvaccinated blood bank and it's all going to be fine. It's nothing to do with that. This is about protecting yourself from unsafe blood. <laughs> it's mm. not about, you know, the safe blood bank. That's not going to happen. There's too many restrictions in this country. And even if it did, would you trust it? I wouldn't. Best will in the world. I'm telling you, I, I, there's no way I would take blood probably, you know. And on, in my medical choice, one of the options within that safe blood protection system is that there is a database of people, my medical choice members, and you can join that and you can say, well, you know, in the event I need blood, if you can match me to somebody, I personally wouldn't do that anyway, but it's there if people need it. Um, but yeah, the, this safe blood protection system, it's all about avoiding blood, <laughs> if you like. Um, and it's its for those that choose to reject NHS donated blood or blood related products, um, such as transfusions. Um, so, you know, it's great. It, it, it there are videos, there are there are blogs that educate you in, in these things. And um, it's giving you options, you know. Um, tell us about the, because I think some concern that we all have, as we've seen the last three and a half years, families ripped apart uh, by the tyranny that we faced. Um, and maybe you would trust automatically someone in your family. Uh, but this gives you, I think it was important to point out the option of someone else being in charge, someone you trust who is awake and understands. Because the last thing you want to do is go through this, trust a next of kin, a close one, that as soon as you get wheeled into that hospital, will yeah. be doing whatever the government think they should be doing or the latest BBC headline. Yeah, and also, you know, I, it's very true. You've got to be very careful, I think, with who you share your ADN with, you make sure it's somebody that you trust implicitly to follow your wishes, even if it doesn't go along with their wishes. You know, you may be next of kin and they don't want you to pass, but you've specifically said in that document, I don't want this, I don't want that. And there's a whole heap of things that you can look at. You know, um, I've got a copy here. You know, you can say, I don't give permission to be on life support. I do not. Uh, I will not be given an organ transplant, for example. You know, skin and bone grafts, um, I won't be given stem cells. You've got all these choices, and this is quite a comprehensive template for you to choose. But it's so important, that, that, and it needs to be witnessed, and it has all your My Medical Choice um, details on there. It needs to be witnessed. But it's important that you make sure that your emergency contact that you're putting on there is fully aware that they're on there and you don't just put your next of kin because we've all done that haven't we we just go yeah next of kin um and then suddenly your husband's going oh what's this <laughs> what's this that i'm on you know so you've got to have those very difficult discussions 
but make it very clear that these are my wishes. So under no circumstances must they be overridden if I cannot speak, speak for myself. And the advance decision notice and the lasting power of attorney do that. Now, it may be that your next of kin, if they understand, is on the ADN, but you have a different attorney appointed as your lasting power of attorney for whatever reasons. Um, but, but you've got to make sure that people know how important it is that they're adhering to your wishes. And they are legal documents, as I say. But it's difficult, isn't it? Because that's it. If you're there and, you, you, you know, your next of kin is heartbroken and, and thinks that a blood transfusion might be good for you because they're not fully on board, then you've got to pick carefully, choose carefully, educate them at the same time as yourself. And actually, they'll probably join my medical choice as well if they're on, if they're on the ball. Um, I won't talk about how people join it, but can I ask you first, for you, uh, we've all had to reassess many of parts of our outlook over the last three, three and a half years. Uh, and this is an area, the the medical side, that as, as again, I said before, people trust, people don't really understand. There's so many aspects of society we, we trust to the experts. Yeah. Uh, you don't come from a medical background. So what was it like for you understanding what was available and what could be done? Because it's if if you're a medical professional you kind of automatically know it mm. you are a uh, someone who is not and therefore you've had to walk through and understand what are the pitfalls and what is available or, or not so what was that like for you personally i think we've all become a lot more educated haven't we over the last three and a half years in in medical health how to keep ourselves healthy what to avoid um because we are critical thinkers and that's why we could see what was happening. So I'm sure you're the same. I am so much more knowledgeable now. Um, and this isn't that complicated once you get your head around it. And I think the way that the My Medical Choice team have put this together, they have made it as simple as possible. It, it really is uh, layman's terms. And so I didn't find it that difficult. But you need to invest a bit of time and really go through things. But that's why we've got videos to really cut things down on the website, make it easier to understand key things. Um, but it's all there. But you do have to invest the time. So, And that's one of the reasons I did a public Zoom a couple of weeks ago about this. Really just to break it down very simply into the key areas that it covers um, and then I also did, um, I think you were on there, Peter, but I also did a walkthrough of the website. They have an amazing set of frequently asked questions on there. And, and really, we've all, you know, tried to think of absolutely everything. And I think that, that we've done a pretty good job of that. I think it covers very concisely and clearly everything we could think of. And, you know, we did open up to... Um, Q&A at the end of the public Zoom and I think I had one question maybe uh, that was answered very quickly so it is all there and it is in layman's terms it's easy to understand and it's all set out really nicely for everybody too but do don't think I can just go on there and in 10 minutes I'm done like everything you need to do your research you need to put that time in and do your homework and this will be in my opinion one of the best things that you can do for yourself and your family. 
Well, let me bring up the website. There is, that's what you'll find on My Medical Choice. Yeah. The FAQ section in the top. Uh, you've got join us. Now, uh, what does it mean, join us? How do people become part of it? When they click on that, uh, what information do they give? And all that for the what bargain price of £25 a year. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about that and how people go through that process. Um, it's really simple. Literally, you click on there. You're joining a private members association, so you're becoming a member of that PMA. Um, and all your data is kept absolutely confidential. In fact, the the um, My Medical Choice um, admins don't have access to the, the information in your profile. So you click on the link, you sign up, and then you get a, a welcome email um, which has... Just a whole host of information, including your ADN, te ADN template, etc. Um, you know, how some great information on how to how to deal with the NHS gatekeepers, if you like. Um, so, so lots of really great information. And as I say, once you've signed up, you then have your own back office. Um, I call it. So that's where you can store all your information. You can put in your medical profile um you can you, you put in your uh, emergency contacts you have your you can fill in your template adn and lasting power of attorney and then upload upload and store those documents um so that's where you manage everything and you know the my medical choice people don't see that that's yours um nobody else can access it when the first responders access your information they can't make any changes to it it's just there for them to see uh, and use accordingly so it's a really simple process from you know clicking on the register um, and it just takes you through really nicely uh, with your welcome pack on email and then your back office to start filling in your details all the information you want to put in there it's amazing how people ask questions about data but yet they uh, we've just seen the electoral commission had a, a massive yeah. pack all our data gone uh, it's crazy that many of us still trust our institutions to hold our data, but have queries on private companies holding data. Um, yes. But yeah, it's it's strange. It is. But you know what? I think we're all guilty of it because, I, I, you know, the terms and conditions are always that long, aren't they? How many of us just go, agree, agree, yeah. Um, so... Yeah. Can I ask you what has been? Have you had any pushback? Because again, many of the things that many of us are doing in these times is pushing back uh, against the government, pushing back against what is what is available, um, and that's probably not appreciated in certainly government circles um, because we're simply supposed to follow like sheep. Um, have, what kind of pushback ha, have you had or, or kind of criticisms from elsewhere? Do you know what? We haven't. And I'm surprised. I'm surprised to say be able to say that. But we haven't because PHA is for everybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you believe or, you know, what journey you've had. It's for everybody. And we've always been very clear about that. And we are apolitical. We don't get involved in, in 
that side of things. This is about health. It's about empowering people and it's about community. So that's what we focus on. And we are rightly helping to support a failing system. You know, I'm not interested in taking that system down. I'm interested in building the new for our kids and making sure that they can have a life that they deserve, you know, and that, yeah, the, the current systems are broken. We all know that. And it's great that some people are, are actually dismantling those and, and addressing that. For me, my way of coping is going forward, moving forward, not looking behind. So um, fortunately, and I don't want to jinx us, we've been we've been good so far, you know, not really had any problems. You get the odd um, crazy on social media that will come and have a go and, you know, that's their job, isn't it? Um, but other than that, I'd say we've been we've been very um, fortunate so far. Long may it continue. <laughs> yeah, you, you need you need some trolls. Um, keep our lives more interesting. Well, you've not made an impact if you don't collect a few trolls oh, along yes. the way. <laughs> Completely. Uh, can I? It's it's twenty five pound a year, uh, which is what, two pound a month, uh, which is nothing for what you're providing. Mm. I agree. It's great. And and actually, we've I'm sure you can share this um, code, uh, PHA MMC. If you put that in, a, when you register, you get five pounds off your first year. So it's actually 20 pounds. I mean, it's for what it provides, uh, you know, that peace of mind, how much can you put on that? You know, it for me, it was just it was just um, literally uh, the best thing. It really was. And it's such a, a low cost. And the wonderful thing about it, everybody, it's a private members association. So every, all the income that comes into my medical choice is used to help improve the service, first and foremost. But secondly, it's also helping other grassroots initiatives. Um, so, you know, we, we are choosing to fund different initiatives that are doing great work that need that support pha needs the support you know we don't have any funding we have very little and we literally have done all this on a shoestring i think we started off with 300 pounds and got a website pulled together by the the kindness of of our volunteers you know we're all volunteers um but in order to go to the next level you can't sustain that you know we do have to people have to earn a living at some point and and be able to carry on doing the great work we're doing. So MMC is doing that. Um, it's helping um, PHA because using our referral code, um, we also get a contribution from MMC. Um, so really, it's great for everybody. You know, it just means we can carry on improving this. Um, it really is brilliant and working together. And that's all PHA have ever done from the start is collaborate um, and support those that are doing really great stuff at, at the grassroots. Can I ask you about parents uh, signing up your your children also to that? How does um, how does that work? This a whole family thing that uh, the parents can sign up and then have their children sign up. Uh, how does it normally work? Yeah, unfortunately, not um, because you know the law in this country prevents anyone under the age of eighteen from having a lasting power of attorney, etc. For me, though, what I would say is you've educated yourself. You know everything now that you need to know about the system, how to navigate it, what your rights are. 
and therefore you can do a better job of protecting your children should they need to go into that system. Um, once they're 18, yeah, they can be signed up, but unfortunately, the legal um, the legal stuff doesn't doesn't uh, work for them. But then, if the parent is awake, then absolutely that provides that no better protection than mama bear. You come in after my kids, <laughs> you know, uh, you can have a fight on your hands. So I think I think most of us are like that, aren't we? So we can protect our children with the knowledge that we have. Can I just finish by just touching on, and we'll not do it justice, but I just want to touch on the mental health aspect. Um, it's when, with everything that's happened, it, it's funny that our media and government are a little bit confused at some of the negative effects that it may be having. And that's not even touching on heart attacks. That's just touching on yeah. uh, uh, the the damage mentally of being cooped up. Uh, uh, we yeah. had fun uh, with two children taking them through lockdown, educating them in a in a flat, in a block in London. Yeah. And it's not, it, we don't all have outside space and, and nice gardens and a swimming pool outside. Yeah. And uh, th that was the few. Many of us did not have that. But um, yeah, maybe just finish on touching on that kind of mental health issue and uh, uh, the, 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 way, the way that people can have help in that. Yeah, I mean, this is this was an issue before the pandemic. Let's face it. You know, we've never had an adequate support system for people um, with mental health issues. You know, and 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 let's face it as well. We, it affects us all at some point in our life. Um, nobody's immune. Um, so it was already a broken system there was not resourced as it should have been and we don't have enough um, experts in this field so it for us at pha this is a tsunami uh, that's coming you know the it already existed then they locked everybody down and created more of an issue and people are now slowly waking up they've got injuries they're maimed they're being told take these um antidepressants it's all in your mind you know it's an absolute and it's a global issue obviously so we are working um very very hard on this um we have to get safety nets in place to capture people as they fall and you know that's why community is so important this has to happen at community level you have to be able to help people around you it's not it can't be done centrally as we know because we've we've already seen that that didn't go down to that didn't work very well did it so it has to be but for me i'm very keen on on pushing this with our pha partners around the world and working together with them and their mental health experts and coming together with uh you know to create global solutions so it's very much um, a priority to us now. Um, the thing that holds us back a lot of the time is, again, funding and and being able to get the right people in um, to do the work that needs to be done. Um, I'm going to do a shameless uh, plug of our um, PHA first gala dinner. Um, oh, yes, that's coming up. That's coming up. Um, this is why I'm not sleeping currently because I've got six weeks and still got an awful lot to do. Um, but it's going to be a great night and it's on the 29th of September. 
it's in Leeds at the Queen's Hotel. And we've already got some great speakers. Um, we've got uh, Richard Phobes, the lovely Richard Phobes is, is our MC for the night. Uh, Matt Letissier will be speaking, as will Kate Sheminari talking about bringing nursing back into the community. Um, so it's going to be a great event, but, but you know, it is a fundraiser because we need some funding to be able to really um, you focus on these key projects, the mental health, the youth. The youth is another uh, great project of ours that we're, we're very passionate about. Um, you know, the kids, they've had, you know, we, we've all had an awful time. But the impact on the children um, from mental health to physical um, is just horrendous. So we're looking at things um, in that area to focus on. Um, so, yes, if anybody would like to come to the gala dinner, I'm sure we can provide you with the links. Um, but even if you can't and you want to pledge some support, we've actually got an auction of promises set up so people can go on there. You know, we all think... It's like you said, you know, I'm not from the health industry, um, I'm finance, but we've all got skills that we can offer. We can all do something, um, whether it's admin or, you know, on the auction of promises, if it's mowing someone's lawn, you know, and they and they give you five, give us five pounds for that. And, you know, everybody's got something that they can contribute. So it'd be great if we could share those links. And, and if anyone's listening and they want to get involved, please do get in touch with us you can do that via our website as well and um it'd be great to see people on the night really excited about it well people can go uh to pha website there yeah. on at the screen and they can click on that the first gala dinner 29th of september coming up so six weeks to go um it's i really appreciate you coming along lisa it's essential uh, what you're doing and it's exciting to see initiatives uh, like this springing up seemingly yeah. out of nowhere because mm. people are awake so thanks for joining us today and discussing uh, not mm. only touching on PHA but also my medical choice and I'd encourage all the viewers to go read up on it most of you will realize it is important and for those of you living in the UK click on it if you like what you see sign up Two pound a month it will cost you uh, and use that code. What was the code again? P-H-A-M-M-C. P-H-A-M-M-C. Put it in and you'll get that five pound off. Lisa, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And uh, I just want to say you're doing an amazing job just helping to educate people and empower them. So um, it's great to be here. Thank you. Thank you. If you like what we do, Sign up to our mailing list, donate, share, and subscribe to our many platforms at heartsofoak.org. Thank you for listening.